Welcome back to the Naked Truth. Peace to you. We are in the book of Deuteronomy, fifth book in the Bible, chapter 27. If you want to read along with me, let's begin with verse 1. Now Moses with the elders of Israel commanded the people, saying, Keep all the commandments which I command you today. So it's Moses, same Ten Commandments, Moses addressing the congregation, the children of Israel as they're called, um, as they're about to enter the promised land. Moses won't enter, but the children of Israel will. Um, and he's giving them the orders to be obedient to the commandments he's giving. Verse 2, And it shall be on the day when you cross over the Jordan to the land which the Lord your God is giving you, that you shall set up for yourselves large stones and whitewash them with lime. So um, Moses is commanding the people to set up these stones, presumably for the law to be printed on. Um, but it's as monuments for the people once they cross over to the so-called promised land because at this point they're on the east side of the Jordan River and once they cross the river that's what's considered to be the promised land even though some of the tribes have decided to take up residence and just settle on the east side of the river rather than cross over to the west side uh, verse 3 you shall write on them all the words of this law when you've crossed over that you may enter the land which the Lord your God has given you a land flowing with milk and honey just as the Lord God of your fathers promised you so uh, Moses is telling them to make sure they keep a copy of the law printed large on rocks as monuments for the people so that they don't forget the commandments that were given to their forefathers and to them um, before they enter the promised land verse 4 therefore it shall be when you've crossed over the Jordan that on, on Mount Ebal you shall set up these stones, which I command you today, and you shall whitewash them with lime. So, as always, please forgive me if I mispronounce any of these. Um, but what's being told them to do is to set up monuments with the laws on them that they're to follow. Um, verse 5, And there you shall build an altar to the Lord your God, an altar of stones. You shall not use any iron, use an iron tool on them. So, uh, for some reason, um, using a metal implement on the, on the stones is forbidden. I'm not sure why. I guess maybe, I don't know. I don't know why it would be forbidden, I guess, so that people won't think, oh, you just use that tool to engrave the stones, but... Isn't that what they're going to do? I don't know. But whatever the reason, they're being told not to use any of those, <clears throat> excuse me, iron implements on the, on the stones. Verse 6, you shall build with whole stones the altar of the Lord your God and offer burnt offerings on it to the Lord your God. So it's saying set up a stone pillar, a stone altar, excuse me, um, and use that to make their burnt offerings on it. Um verse 7 you shall offer peace offerings and shall eat there and rejoice before the lord your god so uh that sort of uh lets us know those offerings aren't just being burned to a crisp some of them are being eaten the modern equivalent of a barbecue verse 8 and you shall write very plainly on the stones all the words of this law so now they're to write on the stones but it says not to use an iron implement in getting them so i'm not sure how they're going to write on them but and if you if we believe the narrative from the ten commandments why doesn't the lord just write them on there since that's how it says the ten commandments were given with the finger of the lord writing them but now the people are being told to set up those monumental stones um with the laws on them verse 9 then moses and the priests the levites spoke to all israel saying 
Take heed and listen, O Israel. This day you've become the people of the Lord your God. So now the people are telling, being told to listen up. They're um, the special people. They're the chosen people. And like I said, if I believe they are the chosen people, the special people, because they were chosen as the people to not only pass down the Ten Commandments for all time, but also as the people that Jesus would arrive through. That's what makes them the special people. We've already read before, it's not because they're more righteous than any other people. And it's, uh, according to Moses, it's definitely not that because they're actually very wicked. And we've read that some of the same abominations that the people in the land where they're going in to dispossess, did some of the same, they did some of the same things as them. Yet it just wasn't uh, called out as abominable or an offense when they did it. Um, their forefathers did it, I should say. But at this point, the descendants are being told they're the special people. And like I said, I believe that's because that's through the the genealogy that Jesus would arrive. Um, verse 10, therefore, you shall obey the voice of the Lord your God and observe his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today. So Moses is letting them know, stay faithful to the commandments that they're being given. It says today. Verse 11, and Moses commanded the people on the same day saying, so now there's more commandments. And if you can read the headline in your new King James Version Bible, it's talking about curses that are um, what we're about to read about now. Verse 12, these shall stand on Mount Gerizim to bless the people when you've crossed over the Jordan. Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Joseph, and Benjamin. So those tribes because uh, those are the fathers forefathers of each of those tribes um moses is saying those tribes those that those the people in those tribes are to stand on one side of the mountain um verse 13 and these shall stand on mount ebal the curse reuben gad asher zebulun dan and naphtali so the those other tribes uh the people of them are to stand on the other side of the mountain or I'm sorry, on the an opposite mountain, a mountain opposite the other mountain. Verse 14, and the Levites shall speak with a loud voice and say to all the men of Israel. So then after they uh, take their place, the Levites, the religious leaders, are to address the whole congregation. Verse 15, and say, Cursed is the one who makes a carved or molded image, an abomination to the Lord, the work of the hands of the craftsman, and sets it up as a in secret. And all the people shall answer and say, Amen. So the first thing that's considered curse-worthy is to make a molded image, a, 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 um, an idol, basically, to make some sort of statue or something that is to be worshipped as um, as a religious relic, basically. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but maybe since the people were already told, Moses was told to cast... <clears throat> Excuse me. Moses was already told to cast uh, um, uh, a molded image. I don't know how else to say it. Of um, a pole with a snake around it. The same image and imagery that's used in the medical society, uh, medical um, by medical professionals now. If you uh, see an ambulance, it'll have a a pole with a snake wrapped around it. It's the same thing. And we read about that. That's a, a molded image. And according to the narrative, it's the Lord who told them to make it. So how in the world could that be consistent with this? With the people being told not to make a molded image. And that it's considered an abomination to the Lord. 
I guess the fine line would be is that it wasn't set up in secret. Maybe that's why the Nehushtan or uh, Asalpius, as it's Asalpius, however you pronounce it, maybe that's why that's not an offense because it is a molded image. But it wasn't set up in secret. It was um, set up publicly for the people to look to for help. Maybe that's what makes it not be an abomination. But if that's the case, then don't other religions fall under that same category? Setting up a place of worship openly rather than in secret. But um, I don't think that is the case. That standard only seems to apply um I don't know when it's convenient so far verse 16 cursed is the one who treats his father or his mother with contempt and all the people shall say amen so um mistreating your parents is considered curse worthy also and the people say amen as as to say that's that in agreement that um they agree with that command or with that logic that it's a curse to mistreat your parents um, verse 17 and so far that sort of covers two of the commandments that you aren't supposed to um, make any other have any other God and you're not and you're supposed to love um, honor your mother and your father verse 17 curses is the one who moves his neighbor's landmark and all the people shall say amen well now move, removing the landmark that's what they're going to do they're going there to dispossess people who already live there that's moving the landmark so that you can claim it as yourself and set up property boundaries for yourself so they're violating that commandment in what they're doing now about entering the promised land. But clearly that commandment is only intended for um, the people among each other, not for other, the strangers who they're going in to occupy and dispossess. Um, and to me, that doesn't sound like an unbiased Lord to me, but it's what they're being told to do. Uh, verse 18, Cursed is the one who makes the blind wander off the road, and all the people shall say, Amen. So um, to lead the to mislead the blind, um, I think whether figuratively or literally, it's considered cursed. It's a bad thing, and it's considered a curse. And um, literally, to lead the blind off the road seems pretty wicked. To let a blind, a visually impaired person rely on your vision to get them somewhere, and then you lead them somewhere to their harm. But figuratively, it's the same to for people to show up in a place of worship thinking that they're being led toward God, but you're actually leading them to a ditch or someplace even lower and hotter. It's it's a it's, it's evil. Um, it's considered a curse, whether you consider figuratively or literally. Verse 19, cursed is the and the commandment that breaks is loving your neighbor as yourself. Would you want someone the blind to lead you into a ditch? No, you wouldn't. So then you're breaking that commandment in a sense, uh, or in a sense that verse sort of affirms that commandment, or at least that's the commandment that that verse could be reflected back on to interpret, to be interpreted as. Verse 19, cursed is the one who perverts the justice due to stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, and all the people shall say amen. So it's saying the stranger here so then if you're considering the stranger here then how come the stranger isn't considered when they're going into that promised land to occupy massacre and um and um i'm sorry massacre and occupy it why is the stranger not considered there why is it okay considered okay to mistreat and dispossess the stranger there but not it once you've set up your place then it's uh considered a curse to um to um 
pervert the justice due to stranger even property um justice and property boundaries and stuff apparently not verse 20 cursed is the one who lies with his father's wife because he's uncovered his father's bed and all the people shall say amen so now that's been saying it's a curse to do that to, it says uncover your father's bed but that's the euphemism for what it just described as someone who has sex with their father's wife it's considered a curse but like i said earlier why wasn't it considered a curse earlier when it happened in the same genealogy of the same people that these commandments are being given to because remember that one of the sons of israel israel the person slash jacob was his name before the name change one of his sons had sex with one of his wives so why isn't why wasn't it considered a curse then and if it's for 10 generations some of these um declarations are to be cursed then why wouldn't it be the same people who are these uh it should extend to these some of the i would think some of these same people who these commandments are being given to because they were in the wilderness 40 years but they were in um egypt for 400 years so maybe that cleared up the 10 generations curse but either way why is it cursed now but wasn't cursed when it happened back then that doesn't seem it's not consistent verse 21 cursed is the one who lies with any kind of animal and all the people shall say amen so bestiality is considered um uh, forbidden here also um and i mean that seems understandable as an animal cruelty thing um if not just a perversion thing but it's mentioned again and again and again so it makes me think people must have been doing that pretty regularly for them to have to keep mentioning it verse 22 cursed is the one who lies with his sister the daughter of his father or the daughter of his mother and all the people shall say amen so again why is it cursed now but it wasn't cursed when abraham did it and when um one of the other forefathers did it also had sex with married their sister it wasn't cursed then but now it's considered a curse now that's not consistent wouldn't the lord god almighty be consistent and if something was an offense uh, hundreds of years later wouldn't it have been an offense the first time it was committed and even declared as an offense so that future generations would know oh that's considered an offense an abomination don't do it because our forefathers did it don't do it no that's not how it went at all it's inconsistent and when it's inconsistent that seems to me a sign that it's probably not god almighty but it is how it reads so let's keep reading verse 23 cursed is the one who lies with his mother-in-law and all the people shall say amen so I can't think of any example of one of the sons-in-laws having sex with their mother-in-law. Um, but it's what it's saying here, that it's not supposed to happen. So if people are being faithful to that, imagine how many people from, say, like Jerry Springer or Maury Povich show um, would fall under the curses of that uh, commandment. Verse 24, Cursed is the one who attacks his neighbor secretly, and all the people shall say, Amen. So it says attacks them secretly. I guess it could mean literally attack them, like lying in wait and attacking them. But it could also mean attacking them with your tongue, uh, slandering and spreading false rumors and things about your neighbor. Uh, that's also an attack. And it says if you're doing it in secret, that's considered a curse. Verse 25, cursed is the one who takes a bribe to slay an innocent person. And all the people shall say, Amen. Well, that seems to me to be where the American justice system is cursed. Because bribes in the form of um, 
the military, not the military, the prison industrial system is a bribe. It's a way to funnel money to uh, corporations that run prisons, even though they know there are lots of innocent people who are locked up in prison. And even worse, there's lots of innocent people who even go to death row and even have been executed, sanctioned by the state, state-sponsored murder, in other words, um, uh, for that bribe, just to get that money to enrich themselves. Uh, it's sick, and it's a curse according to what it says here in the Bible, and it also gets ignored by the Bible thumpers of America in modern times. But here it's saying it clearly, it's a curse to do that, to take that bribe, to get a payoff for someone's life or freedom. It's It's wrong. Um, and like I said, statistics show plenty of innocent people have um, suffered the death penalty, are dead because of the death penalty, and only found to be innocent after they've already been murdered. There has to be a cost for that. There has to be a price for that. Blood is on the land, on the hands of the country, the nation, the people that um, sanction that. It's, it's You might as well be the one flipping the switch or shooting the bullet or... Uh, injecting the poison if you are okay with that if you sanction that if you vote for that verse 26 cursed is the one who does not confirm all the words of this law by observing them and all the people shall say amen so moses again saying curse be on you if you don't follow these commandments and um and um and affirm them confirm them by doing them um so again if that's the case um then america's in some trouble for not keeping these very commandments that are being given by Moses, um, if you believe these are from God Almighty, and most of them, like we just said, uh, fall under the the two commandments of love your neighbor as yourself. You wouldn't want to be falsely accused and locked up for even a moment, much less for years and years, and even less to your death, to the death penalty, and you're actually innocent all along. So why in the world would it be okay? to um be uh to vote for encourage or be all right with the death penalty being um okay in a nation it's state-sponsored murder so the blood is on the on the hands of those who vote for it and maybe even on the hands of those who um who are okay with it but um moses is telling the people those are the curses that you can look forward to if you don't keep stick with the commandments that are being given um and the blessings will are to be declared by the other set of people on the opposite side of the mountain range that they're at um, but this is the last verse in this chapter so that's where we'll end this reading as always thank you for joining me and i hope you'll join me again stay safe i love you and god bless you peace be with you